Hey everyone, welcome to the MNR show. I'm Ronald and I'm Malcolm. Hey everyone, it's been an impactful week with you know the Super Bowl just passing, trade deadlines, the Knicks. I mean, it's always something about the Knicks. Something always about the Knicks. Yeah, uh, you know, Malcolm losing money, um, <sighs> you know, <laughs> me gaining some money, uh, but you know, just that type of stuff. So we are going to start you off today. You know, just our final comments on the Super Bowl since this is our first podcast since the Super Bowl. So we got to start off with me about me losing money about <laughs> this, all right? But I mean, at first, yes, I did lose some money, which is uh, something that I hate doing. <laughs> but another thing is, like, you look at this game, and it was the 49ers to lose. Like, at first, oh you look at Patrick Mahomes, and I understand that he's a once-in-a-generation type talent. You give credit to Andy and Andy Reid and them boys and mm-hmm. that whole coaching staff, they did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. But at the end of the day, it was a 49ers to lose. 49ers came in with one of the most complete teams in the league. Well, the complete team in the league. They had one of the best defensive teams and they had one of the best offensive teams. Their run game was unstoppable, as you can see in the past couple of games in the playoffs. So let's go to the Super Bowl. The first three quarters that they played, they ran the football, you know, and they were doing good with it. Like, they just kept on running the football. The Kansas City Chiefs couldn't stop it. Let's go into, they was up by 10, right? They was up by 10 going into the fourth. Kyle Shanahan miraculously pulls away from what he did that got him to the Super Bowl, that got him through the regular season and to the Super Bowl, and started passing the ball more, and look what happened. You know, I could say there's a lot of problems. You know, you could point to the defense and them, like, not making enough stops at the end, or, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo of how he played. But... What you got to understand is Kyle Shanahan, who was supposed to be this boy wonder kid, mm-hmm. you know. You know it's Malcolm's boy. Malcolm, man, that was my boy from Washington. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That yes, was my boy from Washington. Definitely I had boy. so much confidence in him, <laughs> you know. But then, like, I got to understand. The last time Kyle Shanahan was in the Super Bowl, they exactly blew the lead to the Patriots. And I thought this time, you know, Okay, I understand that they blew the lead to the Patriots this time, but you know, this time, this is not the Patriots. This this is Patrick Mahomes, his first year. I know he's great, but he's this is his first year. He's not Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? He's not Tom Brady. This is not Bill Belichick. Like, <laughs> this is their first year all together in the playoffs. So I just thought that there's no way Kyle Shanahan, the one one kid who understand that running the football, which he did the last two games, that running the football helped them win games, like he's not gonna get away from that. He's just gonna keep on going, just go down their throats. Kyle Shanahan sees to amaze me. <laughs> Is you sure? That's, he see, he that's sees, the last thing. He sees to amaze me, man. Like, <laughs> sees to amaze me. This man. is his boy. I want you to know that Malcolm did pick the 49ers with the Super Bowl, as you all know from my last podcast. I did tell him that the Chiefs were going to win because I just could not put my faith in Jimmy G. I just have to read the last 12-minute report. Let's start with Jimmy G. Or Born Star Jimmy, you know. Whatever he wants to go by. So he in the last 12 minutes of the Super Bowl, he was 3 for 11 for 36 yards with a pick, zero touchdowns, and his passer rating was a 2.8. And if you spike the ball, you get a 36. But he was literally worse than just throwing the ball to the ground. Like he was somehow worse than just literally spiking the ball. And let's go to Patrick Mahomes, who was 8 of 13, had 114 yards, two touchdowns to zero picks and 129 rating. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the max is like 150, so you're like not that far off the max um, pass rating that you can, you know, get. 
um, I think it was just the tale of two quarterbacks. Because people are really getting on Kyle Shanahan. I do understand that he did make some very, very questionable play calls. But at the end of the day, Jimmy G literally still could have won the game and just missed Emmanuel Sanders. It I literally thought the Chiefs were going to lose off that play because I saw Emmanuel Sanders kind of cut. It was like a, what was it, a corner and a safety. He kind of cut between both of them. And he's not even like a, a fast guy. I'm like, how you overthrowing? Like, you're overthrowing somebody you know isn't really a fast guy. So, Jimmy G, that, that, it's probably going to be hard for him to sleep knowing that that throw could have literally probably made him one of the, a Super Bowl hero. People would have thrown out all the stats. People would have thrown out any mistakes he made in the fourth quarter. They would say, well, Jimmy G made the pass and Kyle Shanahan made um, a risky play call. It had been no Kyle Shanahan didn't run the ball. It had been no Kyle Shanahan made a risky play call and it actually worked out. But, it was risky. I guess it was technically 50-50 because Jimmy G did have to hit the throw. Clearly, he was extremely nervous, so he didn't hit the throw. I mean, I mean you know what I'm saying. So Just a bad throw. It was just a bad yeah, throw. Yeah, it was, it, was it was a pretty bad throw. I'm not, I just I can't get over it. And the worst thing to me about Jimmy G is his age. It's like he's not old, but he, what is he? I think he's 28. I'm like 90% yeah, sure. So he's I mean, not. He's young. Like in football years, you know, yeah, they go to like 40. 40 so he's like, bro. It's just like, dang, you, young. you, uh, it's usually the Super Bowl loser just goes down terribly. I mean, we've seen Cam, the Matt Ryans. In the world, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, I, I'm worried. Only reason I'm not worried is like the Ravens when they win Super Bowl is because for one, no one's leaving. Maybe Eric Armstead and maybe Jaquaski Tart. One of them's going to stay. They're not going to let two people go because they have money. Well, they have enough money to sign one player. Probably going to be the safety because they're cheaper. Um, so, I, I don't know. I just The 49ers are just such a young team overall. I feel like they can be back. Also, they're not that reliant on a player. Or if they are, it's like probably Nick Bosa, who's a DN. And he's like, but he's, he has like five years left. He has four years left on his deal, a rookie deal. So, he'll be there, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you know, their linebackers are young. Everybody's young. Jimmy G's 28, which is not old. Again, Brady's playing at 42, might be his best years, but he's still playing at 42. <laughs> um, so I feel like they have time to recover. I, I mean, of course, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I don't want them to be back. I want us to be back. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I hope they don't do that good. But I do think that they have a chance, you know, to still go back. You know but what I'm you saying? know, before we go and talk about before we go to the next topic, I'll make sure you understand this over and over again. I'll make sure everybody understands this. Ron. Do not put the Cowboys in the same sentence as a person who's in the Super Bowl, all right? You got to make the Super Bowl to be in the same sentence, all right? The more you talk about these Cowboys, which they haven't done nothing, they haven't even been to the playoffs, it doesn't make no sense, all right? I say give us two seasons. Our first Mike McCarthy, then our second Mike McCarthy Super Bowl. How many times are you saying that? Kind of here. How many times are you going to hear that? (laughs) Kind of here. Anyway, now we're going to move on to our probably most heated topic of the day. Which is, how do you feel about the deals at the trade deadline? Of course, NBA. All right, so I said something in my other podcast about um, about these potential deals that I thought. And, you know, I, I made a couple points, but they didn't all work out. They didn't all go right. But let me start with the Capella to, to the Hawks one. Um, that was pretty good. Uh, if you think about it, well, actually – the Hawks deal with Houston was pretty good with the fact that Houston let go Clint Capella. And I think that was a good reason because they understand that it was reports that said about how the owner, you know, wanted to reduce the salary cap, uh, reduce the salary cap and their, their mm-hmm. spending and, you know, but may be able to maintain a, you know, a competitive roster. So 
what Daryl Morey did, which he does a, fina- uh, a fantastic job as a GM. Magician. He, you know, yeah, he, he's a magician, like, for a GM. Like, it's crazy. But um, he traded Capella to – he traded Capella to Atlanta, Atlanta, which he got Robert Covington. They've been really trying to get a 3-D guy, especially with the offense that they're playing now with – P.J. Tucker at center. I think Covington is also like 6'9". Like he's a like big, 6'9". He's a big. Forward. And the crazy part is you've seen how the things went against L.A. Like the first test was against L.A. That's Lakers. And that was a big team. But the fact is that Anthony Davis was guarding James Harden. And well, not James Harden. Anthony Davis was guarding Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? I got that wrong. 40. And when Kyle Kuzma had a chance to even defend, that was over. Everybody understand that was over, you know? So it's like that was a good sample size. I like what Houston's doing. Maybe I don't know how long this was going to work. Yeah, but you know, Daryl Morey and Mike Mike D'Antoni, those are two things that, taking you know, chances. They, they love taking chances. That's why I get I give them props. Uh, for the Hawks, it's a little short. I don't really think this is to be a good combination. I just preach like we're going to the small ball era, and like the fact that you gain another big, even though you had John Collins, and then you traded for Dwayne Dedman too. So it's just well, like, I, but he's just, he's been shooting very good lately. He's been so shooting lately. I understand that, yeah. but at the end of the day, you still got two bigs. You know what I'm saying? You still got two bigs who are on big contracts. Mm-hmm. John Collins, you know, he's about to come off. He's about to come off his deal, but I know you're gonna certainly resign him. But it's just that we're we're going into like a. A small ball era where you know they have one big and you're putting yeah. John Collins, who's not he's a, a very four, but yeah, four. he's not very good defender at all. But I understand that Click Capella is maybe it'll be good for their you know Trey Young all everything type offense. But roll, you know man. I wanted them to have a score. Um, another thing was the D low going to the Timberwolves. Now that one was very good. All right. D-Lo. I don't know how this is going to do with Cat because Cat hates losing. I don't know how if D'Angelo Russell is going to help out. I know they're both not winners, but I mean, it's your best friend, so they're doing something to try to help out, you know? They're doing something. But um, the Wiggins to Golden State, that's a sleeper. That's a sleeper. My dad loves that move. I don't know why. But you got to understand, mm-hmm. though, like, the Wiggins, he's a two way player, all right? Suppose so he's not a two way player. They, he, his scouting he report has is the potential, potential to be a school two way player. Potential, maybe yes. okay, maybe if you put him in a new like you know environment, you know things happen when players get into a new environment. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's Especially true. you go to a winning culture winning in Golden culture, State, yeah. so they will expect more out of you. Um, you see, Zach Levine in his own team now. Exactly. So and then you Lane. you got a lot of stuff. You got Steph Curry. You got Zach Levine. You, not Zach Levine. Clay Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. You got Andrew Wiggins, and you got Draymond. Draymond. So you you got Money. a lot of collections going on. Like you have a, a lot of pieces. So I just think that this will be a good pickup from go to say not including that they have a top five, top ten pick in the draft, mm-hmm. and they have a couple first round picks that they have in the future. So I think I give the go to say Warriors good props for that. Um, Another thing was Alec Burks going to 76ers. Uh, I don't really like and that. And Glenn Robinson, Glenn Robinson third. I had Glenn Robinson at third. I mean, it was something, but I mean, they're trying to look for three point shooters. Alec Burks is not really that good of a three point shooter, and I think the same thing with Glenn Robinson. Um, another thing was, you know, Iggy to the Heat. That was a good one. I like that one, but Definitely I don't really think it that. does anything that helps out with, you know, put them in a different spot. Maybe it get, gets them better defensively. Yeah, they love some Iggy in the NBA. Iggy's not an offensive player. He averages like under ten points a game last yes. season, so it's just like I'm confused. Um, Marcus Morris to the Clippers. That was a good pickup. I, I understand that Marcus Morris is a ball dominant forward, but you need somebody like Marcus Morris pairing he's been with shooting you know, amazing this season. Yeah, that's the it's gonna main be a very good. He, yeah. yeah, I understand. Even though he's been a, he could be a good, a bad team, good stats guy. Which you know, stuff like that happens all the time. So 
I mean, but Marcus Morris, yeah, he's a Boston guy, but we had to let him go for a reason. So you know, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. But um, another thing was uh, a couple more things. It was Draymond to the Cavs. Yeah, that was Drummond. Wild. You mean Drummond? Drummond, yeah, not Draymond, but Drummond to the Cavs, which and was God, wild. not Draymond to the Cavs. Yeah, legal his career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Draymond. I'm gonna make sure Draymond is a warrior. A rich game. man bores D out. You can't put him on a bad team because he will play bad. You, you know what I'm saying? When Boris left the Spurs. It was absolutely terrible. Oh, well, the Spurs. He was very. He was amazing. Yeah, Boris died on the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, he was on the Charlotte garbage. Bobcats. Garbage. You know what I'm saying? Garbage. Got a big Spurs. contract. Garbage. Went to the Spurs. Amazing. Amazing championship. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you know. And then another one was Justin Winslow. I thought that was a very good pickup. I thought that was a very good move. Oh, very good. For and you know what I'm saying? Very I think good. that Memphis is doing a lot of things. He's a playmaking four. You put them with John Morant and them boys, that's a good pickup. But what you think about it? Um, well, going just off this, since you just left off on, on Memphis, I do like the Justice Winslow. Because if you think about it, Justice Winslow is a small four, but he's like a small, uh, what's that, a point four. That's what the, yeah, he's like a point, point four. four. Thing. Yeah, but so. I mean, he can play off ball, but he can, like when John Moran gets tired, he doesn't have to be the, their only ball handler. I was looking at their lineup. I really like the the young Grizzlies. I like that they're going all in on being patient. Exactly. They, they, they're not going too fast. They just say, okay, we're going young. I just, Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr., I just say give them time. They're looking very good. <laughs> so what about Jonas? Like, what do you do with Jonas? Jonas about Tunis though. Like, he needs to go to the bench. I, Cause I, I'm not gonna lie, he's having a good year. He's having a great year, but it's just like we talked about the small ball thing. And Jerry Jackson, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is like six ten, but he can shoot threes and defend. So he's your perfect small ball five. But Jaron Jackson is different from John Collins. Jaron Jackson can. Oh, he can play D. Yeah, he, he can. Play he can play D. Yeah. First, his his calling card was defense. Now he can score it, mm-hmm. which is usually. You know, how most prospects come, like the Jimmy Butler's defender first, then you score. But, I mean, Brandon Clark has been looking great. He's an amazing rebounder. Because Jaron Jackson, his weakness is he doesn't, he's not a bad rebounder, but he's not getting 12 boards a game. Like, Brandon Clark can get 12 boards a game if he got the time. And, of course, Dylan Brooks is a shooter. You have Ja running the show. I just like the young talent. I, I'm a fan of being patient and waiting. That's why I wasn't mad about the, if we go to, go to the Clint Capella trade, only because... They do have a lot of bigs, but Clint's like 25, Trey Young's young, Cam Reddish is not looking good this season, but he's very, very young. He was 20. He's like, yeah, he's very raw. Even very raw. He has very, he has amazing game here, and zero points here. And, you know, I've seen him, I think he had like five threes in the game. I'm like, oh, there goes Cam, because he's like six, eight. I like the way the Hawks are doing things, but it's going to take at least two years, I feel. Oh, it's going to take a couple more years. Yeah, because yeah, Cam needs time. DeAndre, what's his, DeAndre Huter? No, DeAndre Hunter. No, it's like the, 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 Yeah, he, the UVA champion, <laughs> small four. He's like, you know, he's good, but his offense hasn't caught up with his defense yet. So it's just going to take time for them. They have Kevin Huter, who's the shooting guard from Maryland, who I love. He's like this, you know, white guy, but athletic can shoot. Like he's Clay cool. Thompson type. Yeah, so know? just he. The Hawks need time to develop, but I love the way they're doing it. They might need a new coach, because I mean, you know, they might have like a you know a Brett Brown. We'll get back. We'll get into him later for our <laughs> next topic. But you know what I'm saying. But now let's move into the you know the other side of that trade, which is the Robert Covington to Houston, which is a trade that I like. My dad is going to kill me for this one because he just said it's the worst thing he's ever seen. He's also like 40 plus, so you know he has the mindset. Yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah. Shaq. <laughs> we know, so they, they love the the big guys. But mm-hmm. I'm like that. Like they weren't using Clint anyway. He was playing like 20 some minutes a game. They were seeing. They were like making him inactive some games. I'm like, they're gonna trade Clint. The next thing you know, he's traded. I did think Boston was his best fit, but 
because you I mean you also has all those wings and you just have one big. That'd have been perfect. But anyway, playing it with you know Trey Young to pick and roll, I feel like it'll work. It also will have to like help Trey's uh, game. You know he's still young, so it'll help his game early in his career. He's already he's already just a, a very gifted passer. Like that was just a gift of his. His passing him and Zoe just like the. The passers of our new of the new generation is Trey Young and Zoe, Alonzo Ball, of course. So I mean, I think it's good. Covington looked great last night. I mean, when he made four of six threes, he was four of six in like twenty eight minutes. Yeah. He, his well, yeah. everyone knows he played defense. That's not even a yeah, question. Yeah, he, of can can you defend? Yes, he could defend. Also, he was defending Anthony Davis very good. He was. They were forcing AD basically to be double in the post. I like I like that. I just really like that off the defense they were running. Like they were basically putting PJ Tucker on on your big, your best big. But Robert Covington usually is trailing, so he would try to either get a block or a late contest on the big. He got like two blocks on AD from like a late contest, like that. even though one of them was like a foul. But you know, it, on the stats, he's kind of the block. So you know, I, I have to go by that. But I don't know. I just think they were they they were running that good. And this is I feel like this is going to be Dan Tony's best team for him to if if they do in the championship, which I don't think they will. This is this would be the best team for him to attempt that based on his philosophy. Or you know, especially since you know now that you in what you like, you know. Yeah. So it's not no clear Golden State or anybody Golden State Warriors. It's team, not. You know what I'm saying? I'm also, I think they're a great matchup for the Clippers. The Clippers do not see Houston. That is not a good matchup for them because they don't have any big to beat them. So matchup worthy, Houston is a very good matchup with. Uh, the Clippers. I mean, you know, of course, Clippers still have you know Kawhi and Paul George, but they have Westbrook and James Harden, and they have they. I feel like they have the role players now to fight with the role players with the Clippers. I just I just don't think I think the Clippers are a better matchup with the Lakers. I think the Clippers are going to beat the Lakers, but yeah, the Rockets are a good matchup with the Clippers. I don't think they, even though they did beat the Lakers last night, I don't think they'll beat the Lakers in seven games. I think they have a chance to beat the Clippers. I don't think they might will. So you think the Rockets are going to the? Um the finals or anything? If they play the Clippers, which I do think they'll play them in the second round before the 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 Western Conference Finals, I think they have a chance. It's going to go at least six or seven games. Okay. And then I mean, Andre Drummond. Let's. I'm I'm sorry for you, Andre. I just you're you're in Cleveland. Just opt out. I don't care if you if you take less money. Get out of Cleveland. You have to get out of Cleveland. That twenty-eight point seven million dollars sound like a it little good is, thing. But you know, happiness is 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 key. <laughs> it's key. Your career will die in Cleveland. Whoa. Like there will be no TV for you after your career. <laughs> None of that. So just just think about happiness, your family, you know, et cetera. So I'm just not going to get into that. Now, one of the things I want to talk about is this D'Lo Andrew Wiggins trade. I thought it was amazing for the Timberwolves. Also, the Timberwolves also got Malik Beasley in another trade, which I was who's Good, but didn't really. Fit. He fits with Denver, but they just have too many they, guards. They weren't going to sign him back. He was, yeah, he was on an expiring contract. Because Malik Beasley is good. Like, he's I, good, he's yeah. a, like I, he, he, I think he's he's, he's going to end up being like a very good player, not like a star all star caliber, like a lower all star caliber type mm-hmm. of player. Like, not really going to make it, but like you like, okay, he's like he's a great piece to have to a team. He can play D. He's an amazing shooter. I guess it's calling card is shooting, of course. Mm-hmm. Being playing with D'Lo, Cat, and I can't think who's going to. But I just couldn't think who's going to start at the. Three and the four for them, like they have, they're missing starters. Like you know, they got Dario Sark. Uh, oh, they do so, have Sark. He's oh no no, I lied. Never mind. He played for the Suns, but dang, they did leave a lot of people. That's that's a good question. Their benches. Gorgu Dane got traded too. So their benches suspect. So will they be good this season? No, no. But you they have you have the stars on. in place. Now you just built through the draft and free agency. They're better. They they better off with D D Lo than. Oh, and Jeff Teague and yeah, Wiggins, yeah, yeah. definitely. 
What's happening? But also, my dad just loves just Andrew Wiggins Trey. I just don't understand why. Like Malcolm said, I guess he has potential, quote unquote. <laughs> so we can hope maybe turns into the next Brandon Ingram, even though he's older than Ingram. But <laughs> we can hope that that's what happens to Andrew Wiggins. It is a good fit, I guess, because he's playing with Curry and Clay. But in the league now, to have Wiggins who can't shoot, to have Draymond who really can't shoot, to have Kevin Looney who can't shoot, you don't want three people on the floor that can't shoot. I mean, but to cover that up, you do have the two greatest shooters of all time on the same team. So you're still going to be able to shoot, but you, you want a little more versatility. Yeah. You know, like, you go ahead. like, I understand what you're saying, but I just think that with um, with Andrew Wiggins, I understand that he yeah, he hasn't had a, a very good three-point shooting season. All of them are below average except for one season. But, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's really wild. And very he, tempts, he tempts a lot of threes, so it's just like, he does. dang, can you make some? He but, short arms a lot, yeah. But um, I think of this, I feel like we should – uh, if you think about Andrew Wiggins, I was just thinking about Harrison Barnes when he played for the Warriors. My dad said I, that. I, I think that that role will be good for him. I just think that he can just, you know, even though he he doesn't have the responsibility of scoring the ball, but, you know, mm-hmm. he can do a lot more things. He can be able to show his ability. I, I, I still think that Andrew Wiggins is a talented player. I just think that he just needs to find the right coach it's to be able to something. tap into him. There's, there's something into him that I think that he can be a very good player. I, I do not like – I just do not want him just to be – well, he could be a Harrison Barnes, you know, like if you want to it's be not the hardest thing in life to be. It's I not mean, the hardest thing. Harrison Barnes got gold. a good contract, you know yeah. what I'm saying, with the Kings. But it's just <laughs> that I just think that he has he has he has potential. He could be better than Harrison Barnes if he realizes it. And I don't think His that mentality Minnesota, of I want to yeah. go, go, go. And I don't think Minnesota was that way for him. I think that he can have a D low type of late rise. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Warriors is a team that will help him out because it's a good organization and it's winning. But yeah. I mean. There was a couple things that I was thinking about the, the jet line that nobody made moves for. It was Boston that didn't make a move, which, you know, I was quite hesitant. <laughs> but, you know, I started understanding later. Wizards um, made some moves. I love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the Boston, um, I'm happy that they, I'm now I'm happy that they didn't make any moves because. They didn't like, reach for anybody, though. We, we 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 yeah. can't stay healthy, man. Like, we can't, we don't know what we have until we're healthy. So it's like, what's, what's going on? And I like. Dan, the center, Daniel, Daniel Thice. He's Daniel Thice, good. Yeah. It just, I don't know if he can guard Embiid, but will, will they make it that far? <laughs> like, we don't, know. we don't know. I mean, so. Embiid did have 11 points last game, too, when Daniel Tice was the mm-hmm. primary defender mm-hmm. on Embiid. So that was the first time because at first they would have an Ennis Canner on Embiid. Who's a great scorer from the five, but defensive yeah, is defense F. It's F. <laughs> but, but no, uh, another, another team was the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, I understand about the tra- I, that's, I know, I know. I understand about the tragic loss of Kobe Bryant and everything, but like, I don't know if you know, Rob Palinka was like, you know, yeah. not trying to think about basketball, but Rob Palinka. This is that. I'm sorry, like, that's Kobe's old age. Yeah, but you know, yeah, him. I know. I understand. Like, that's his best friend and his goddaughter yeah. now too. So it's just like wow. But I mean, the NBA is still going on. Like. They're still trying to find ways to be better than you. They did say so, Derrick Collinson was in attendance at the game last night. Uh, I mean, what, are we going to wait for a player who hasn't played all season? You that's, know what I'm saying? That's the he, only hope. He retired. <laughs> he retired. I mean, there was some deals out there. Like, I seen that they were looking for Spencer Dillwood. Like, why are you going – don't swing the fence on a big trade because you know you're not going to get him. Like, find mm-hmm. somebody who's going to be smaller. Like, yeah. Clippers I, got Marcus Morris. Like, yeah. 
Like, they wanted Marcus Morris, but they, they, oh yeah, they, the they, were, they were trying to heist them. From New Marcus York was Morris. heisting them. Yeah, I yeah. said no. I feel you. I feel I, I'll you, just but, stay ground. But yeah. nothing. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's going to hurt the Lakers moving forward. Yeah, like I had Lakers as a as going to the fi- the finals, but based on their moves that other teams made and team and moves that they didn't make, like I just feel like they just it will be hard, especially with the minutes that LeBron is playing and AD is playing, and they have no score. No third score because you don't know what we're gonna get from, so from Kyle Kuzma. Streaky and Kyle Kuzma is pissing me off every game. Yeah, he, he had four points last night. Come on, you can't score with a guard. And it's the and it's the Rocket. This this supposed to be your game D. right here. This supposed to be your game right here. But you, you didn't make it, which is crazy, man. It's just uh. anyway. Yeah, we're, we're gonna change topics. We're gonna change move topics so I don't get upset about Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. You know, we're just gonna get a little, you know, a little more in depth with the Philadelphia 76ers and their brand. So, what exactly is going on with the Philadelphia 76ers? All right, let's just start it off from last year. You know, they, you know, they were one shot away of going to the conference finals. They could have won a championship last year with Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Definitely won. This year, they made a couple of moves. They um, they let go uh, Jimmy Butler, traded him to Miami Heat. Brought in uh, Josh Richardson. Uh, they resigned Tobias Harris to a max deal, almost worth about two hundred million dollars. Um, another thing they did was they signed Al Horford to a four-year, hundred-dollar deal. That was the, the um, that was it right there. Everybody thought that number one, first, first in the East, going to the finals. Boom, boom, all these expectations, right? You remember, remember one team that last year that happened? You know, they gave them all the expectations, and what happened? Boston. <laughs> so you know you're looking toxic, at yeah, very toxic. toxic. You know what I'm saying? Now very you're looking toxic. at this year. Everybody's on. I hope it looks bad. He looks terrible. He looks terrible. Slow. Uh, so I, I can't even say nothing about Hope no more. <laughs> this was bad. Like he's this one this one year. Yeah, too. he's one of my favorite players, and I like I was so sad that he was gone. But this year he's horrible. Um, uh, Joel and B's numbers went down. Um, Ben Simmons last Lazy. couple of games. He's a very good defender, but Ben Simmons needs to shoot. He needs to shoot the ball. He needs to shoot the ball. And oh they was on. They got. They're on a. They're six in the con. Six, six in the East, uh, which is something that they did not expect. They have no shooters. They're on a four-game losing streak, uh, which is wild. Tobias Harris, who is averaging 19 a game, but he averaged 46 percent from the field goal. If you look inside the numbers, he don't pass the ball a lot, um, and his decision making is really like slow and delayed. Like it's just. It's just not what you think of Tobias Harris, but Tobias Harris was never supposed to be a superstar. He was just supposed to be a serviceable player. He was supposed to be a third option, which he is, but Ben Simmons is not shooting the ball. So you know what I'm saying? Y'all gave option. him 200, but okay, let's take this. Let's take this. <laughs> so the play that you let go went to the Miami Heat. And look at the Miami Heat record. They're doing amazing. They're doing amazing, They're doing right? Amazing. Just him. He's a, he's a star player on the team. Just him. They're doing amazing. And they wanted to keep Tobias Harris. And they thought by adding Al Horford would change something. Should have kept it right there. And you know what's crazy? Al Horford never played. Al Horford always talked about how he's comfortable playing the five, playing the four. You know that's what he's that's his game. Quote unquote. I looked at. I was looking. I was like, let me just go ahead and look at his past couple seasons. I was, Al Horford never played the four. Never played the like. No, never yeah. played the four. He, he had Atlanta, he played he, five. Yeah, he, he played five with Josh Smith at the four. And, and he went to Boston. Yeah, yeah, and with Boston, he was five. the center. So. What is Al Horford talking about? <laughs> talking about, you know, trying to be comfortable. He's talking about playing in, the in Florida when he played with Joe Kim Noah. Basically. Probably. That's what he's talking about. Maybe he thought about. this was 2003 <laughs> or 2004, yeah, you know, where we had two big men. Yeah. I, I don't understand why why the players don't think that this is small ball now. 
You're going to play a center. You're six foot you're eleven. You're, you're going to play this. You're not going to play against <laughs> someone who's six nine, six eight, like a Tatum or a, you know what I'm saying, like no, a, a Giannis or. Come, well, I mean, uh, he's a good defender against Giannis, but other than yeah. else, like, like you're you're not going to do it, man. So it's just like, Al, like Al Horford is not having a good year. They didn't trade Al Horford, so I don't know how this is going to work. Chemistry. They are already on a four game losing streak, but at the end of the day, after all those problems, we still got to look at the head coach. Brett Brown, Brett Brown has been getting a lot of heat, and I feel Deserve like and, and I and I'm um, I understand why you keep Brett Brown because Brett Brown went through that process. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> they stripped that roster apart and left Brett Brown for dead, and he stayed on that squad and coached that squad every year, knowing that his losses piled up. Like it's gonna take him a while for him to at least reach 500 because of all the losses that he endured his first couple of seasons because of the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're trying to give him help by doing that. But you got talent now, Brett Brown. You got talent, and this is not the Spurs system that you're trying to run, which I can see. Joel Embiid is not Tim Duncan. No. Ben Simmons is not a Tony Parker. No. You have two generational talents, and you're wasting their years. They're also not motivated to play. They're not motivated to play. Joel Embiid was in a one press conference talking about something. I mean, I don't know if I'm getting the ball. I don't know if they're going to put me on the post. I don't know what I'm doing. Joel Embiid shooting three-pointers. He's a big man. Like, he's big. Why is he shooting three-pointers? Like, why is he shooting so many three-pointers? Like, come on. You put him in the post, nobody's not going to stop him. So I'm just so confused, like, what's going on with the 76ers? It's just a lot. How do you feel? Yeah, it's Brett Brown, Brett Brown. Like, oh, my God. I just don't. That's, that's one of my least favorite coaches in the league. He just wastes so much talent. So much talent. Ben Simmons is not motivated. Ben Simmons, I mean, I understand. he's Because like, one thing about confidence, you only get confidence when people install confidence into you. You also have to have even course an internal motivation, that yeah. type of stuff. But your coach should be pushing, pushing. Like, I mean, that was Mark Jackson. He'll be taking, he would be taking the damn shot. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mark would no, Ben, I, don't worry about that. You missed, that's on me. But Brett Brown is not, he's he's trying, he's been trying to late to make a Ben shoot more and more and more. Yeah, but Ben Shepard's been shooting. He hasn't yeah. really attempted. He only had two threes this year. He did like two out of six. I guess six. that's a progress. He's shooting 30 percent from the three, which is good. <laughs> At a volume, that would be a good for Ben. But this is my thing. Oh, Ben, first you're left handed. What left hand person can't shoot? This is he the first person in the NBA history to be left handed can't shoot? Like, you're a lefty, you can't shoot, but. When I watch you shoot at practice, you have a great form. Your form is not bad. When you shot the three in the game, you actually shot it confident and it looked good. So I, I just don't understand. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but Ben Simmons is really also really holding them back. Um, it's just so much that goes into it. It's basically just the chemistry. Like you said, the Al Horford thing. You picked Al Horford over J.J. Reddick. Not saying Al Horford's not better than J.J. Reddick because he would be on a certain team. But on this specific team, based on fit, J.J. Reddick would be a significantly better piece because you have been J.J., Josh, Tobias at his actual position, and Joel, which would be you have three shooters. And Joel, if Joel would be your fourth shooter, it's amazing lineup because he can <laughs> shoot, but he shouldn't be your second-best shooter. He should be on the post all game. Yeah, so, yeah. you know mean? what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I just that that's that's what they should have done, but again, it's too late. They did, you know, trade for Alex Burks and Glenn Robinson the third. I've been like Alex Burks has been playing great this season. They also suck, so <laughs> taking like all the shots. But he's also he also hasn't been starting, so he's been doing it off the bench. So he's used to that role. 
That should be easy. He's still not a very good three-point shooter, if you think about it. Yeah, he's shooting like 38%, which is good because his volume isn't crazy high. Yeah. So he'll be taking a lot of shots, and we'll see if he can become their Bellinelli again. Bellinelli was playing amazing with them like three years ago. Yeah. That that was his last prime year was with Philly. And hopefully Glenn Robinson can be there, uh, Ilyasova. So I, that, that's what they're trying to replicate because that season, uh, that was Ben Simmons' probably, and I was like, okay, Ben is it. Because Ben was just driving, driving, kick, drive, kick. So hopefully they can do that. I hope he needs to go to the bench, though. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Because he actually would probably, probably be very good as your backup five because you're paying a lot of money for him to come off the bench. But it's just me. It's just really the, the chemistry, the fit. They should be the best defensive team in the league. They're not. Like, you should not be able to score them. They have the versatility to switch. Their size, their length, you shouldn't be able to score easily on them. But, the, I mean, they're still a good defensive team. They're, like, top ten. They should be, like, top three. So, anything else to add? Um, No, it's just that Philadelphia needs to get better. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on with the locker room. And, you know, I don't know what to say because, you know, this is exactly what Boston had to do with last year. Yeah. Like, we had the talent that we could have went to the finals and had a chance to beat the Warriors. But we had a lot of stuff going on in the locker room. Yeah. And the fact is it's different this time because people always like put it on Kyrie and stuff like that. But with this year, they put it on more on Brett Brown. There's yeah. no people putting anything on Joel Embiid or ben. or Ben or Al Holford. We're just going into the stats. Us, we're just talking, you know, just showing the stats, you know. Yeah. But Brett Brown needs to do something or this is his last year. As definitely, definitely should be. As a coach. But anyway, now we're, we're going to move on to the mecca of basketball, the New York Knicks. So, <laughs> how have the Knicks, like, do you think the Knicks have taken the next step by, you know, firing President Stephen Mills? Ah, so, you know, okay. The Knicks. <laughs> Stephen. The Knicks. So, you, okay, so you let go Steve Mills, all right? Which I understand. Steve Mills said that he was trying Garbage. Can you can you believe what Steve Mills said? He said he was trying to build a contender, a playoff contender, with five power forwards. Ha. They added another one, by the way. Ha. <laughs> How can you do something with five power forwards? At the deadline, they added more Hawkins, so they added another. Power That's what forward. I'm saying. I'm thinking like <laughs> it's it's not wings, it's power forwards. Like I I know understand like this like we're running this new age is now we're talking about wings and stuff like that. Power forwards in you know, stink position. But you're doing yes. Power forwards. Let, let, these, these are the power forwards you're doing. You know, you had Bobby Portis, Julius Randle. Taj Gibson, Taj Kevin Gibson. Knox. These dudes <laughs> can't Lawless. shoot. Like, these dudes cannot shoot. Except, I mean, Kevin Knox can. I mean, he uh, had. A little bit. I mean, I haven't heard about Kevin Knox in a long time. Have you heard about Kevin Knox? I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. I don't even know if he's playing. I, yeah, I don't even think he's starting the game. To be I don't honest think he's with playing. You. Like, he had a great rookie season. Like, great rookie, it wasn't really a great rookie season because he was on the bench. It's average, they, yeah. They said he was going to be like Jason Tatum, but. I feel like that was a bad, you know, <laughs> a, a bad comp. But, you know, but it's just like, I don't know what the Knicks is doing, you know. It's, no, I don't even blame Kevin Knox for that. I don't, don't even it. know. I don't blame Kevin Knox You know what I'm saying? That. So, you know, as, okay, so I was just listening to, like, Stephen A. Smith's show and everybody else, you know, just saying, like, you know, give them advice of what should you use. Max telling me was talking about using a, you know, more person who established, you know, who, who's been through it, has a whole line. I was like, okay, yes. This is what the next one, they're going to do a splash. They're going to find a good president. And then here I go, I'm going to get reports. Leon Rose. Former was, agent. Former agent. Of Carmelo Anthony. And you know what James Dolan said? James Dolan said he's trying to have a more, you know, uh, 
it was like a, a player agent centric type of front office. So <laughs> you that know, mean? That means nothing. I guess he's talking about you know what you know what the Golden State Warriors have with their. Yeah, GM. They have multiple people yeah. in the office though. It's not yeah. just Bob Myers. Uh, yeah. Bob Myers and like two other people. Yeah, but. and then you know what they're talking about with you know with Rob Palinka in mm-hmm. L.A. Rob Palinka has a lot more to go because there's some choices that we thought Rob Palinka did bad about. Oh, very bad. So and. He galvanizes by getting LeBron James, but LeBron James is already going to L.A. They also still and, got heist you know, on that AD trade. It was, they still got AD, but you got heist. heist. You know what I'm like, saying? They that, got heist. But, you know, I understand. But, you know, you add LeBron to AD to a team, yeah, so it, it just, does better. So it looks good right now, but his deal is not done. But you bring somebody like Leon Rose, all right? You know, let me – I ain't know who Leon Rose is, so I had to go and do some research, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, Leon Rose, okay, so he had a couple agents, you know, Booker, Carlton Towns, and all that stuff like that. So what I think that James only think he's doing is make sure he has a player agent who has you know relationship with these uh, superstars. Yeah, that's not. So that works, he's able to get them. That's not how that works. Now James Dolan, you know I'm over here. I'm, I'm, I'm a college student, so I really don't really got a lot to say. But I mean, for me, if I'm trying to build an organization, first I would start of making sure I find people who are going to find the right players in the draft and be able to develop them, all right? That's where it all started off that. If you want free agents to come to your to your uh, team, you need to find you need to have somebody, a coach, a scout, scouting department who be able to consistently find players in the draft and be able to consistently develop them, all right? Mm-hmm. Once you have a developed product of people like players are actually developing, free agents will actually look at you and be like, okay, let me go and give this a try. Especially since you have Leon Rose as your player agent centric front office executive, he can be able to help out and stuff like that. All right? Another thing, you need to find a coach. This all depends on coach? what. I don't even know the coach. I don't even know they the coach. Fired the they fired the coach. They fired the coach. So Fizdale, but I mean, he's doing better than Fizdale, though, so I can't say nothing. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you're going to have to find a coach. And you need to find a coach that's going to have some respect for the, for the New York natives. Because, you know, this is in New York now, all right? You're the mecca of all basketball, and you're not doing good. Like, what's going on? All right? Um, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's crazy. Like, the last four years, New York has one of the, has a sec, they have the second worst record in the league. <laughs> Like, this is the Mecca of basketball. You went from Phil Jackson, you know, they thought that was respected, who hasn't never Sorry. had a front office executive job, and that went bad. And then you went from him to Steve Mills, who Steve – let me tell you about Steve Mills. Let me tell you about Steve Mills. He, he, KP. He left – Steve Mills left um, New York. He was on a hiatus and came back to New York. Um, this goes into it. Actually, this goes into it. You know the last couple of years when he was president – Knicks had one of the worst records in the league. Mm-hmm. And you brought back Steve Mills? <laughs> How does that, like, what's going on? That makes no sense. I don't know if you, you're trying, you're trying to, to... I don't know if it's because of, like, a black face or something for the New York Knicks, but, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you're Steve Mills good. is not good. You, you should have found somebody else, another executive. You know, I was looking at it, and it said, they was talking about Daryl Morey and them boys. I was like, Daryl Morey would be perfect for them. For the New York Knicks, Daryl Morey would be perfect. If he gets fired, which I... Doubt it. Never get fired. But Masai Ujiri, you know, from Toronto, that would have been a good pickup. Nah, you got Leon Case. You got Leon Rose. My bad. My bad. Leon, <laughs> Leon Case. Case. Leon Case. You know, I forgot the word. Leon, Leon Lett at this point. All right, man, how do you feel about this? How do you really feel about uh, this? I, I think it's actually hilarious to see this. I, 
I finally see my franchise is actually doing worse than the Wizards right now. <laughs> like uh, they're actually making my Wizards look like, like look like we're doing something good. <laughs> like we're actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my god, I actually feel bad for players that go to New York. RJ Barrett, you haven't heard about him. I forgot about RJ Barrett. You, you know, forgot he was on the team. I forgot he was <laughs> on the team. It's a shame because they actually have all of the TV rights. They're on TV. No one cares. You're in the mecca of basketball, and no one cares who's on your team. I don't know who the coach is. I'm literally like thinking, oh, it's, it's some white guy thing. I have no idea who the coach is. That's not good. That's not good at all. The coach is also not that good, but you're right, he's doing better than Fizdale, who really was trying to really get out of there. He, I don't think he was trying that hard, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I don't think Fizdale's a bad coach, but he's also got Memphis and now here. It hasn't been hasn't been a good road for him. No yeah, they either. haven't helped him out in, yeah. in his road to success. He's, it's not him coaching LeBron I mean, anymore. Memphis was a good option. It's just that. And Marcus Saul problem. Yeah. And, but, oh, my God. I mean, like you said, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox started off good, but then the Knicks hit him. It, only person that's doing good right now is Julius Randle, who's having a great season. I have my fantasy, so I literally do. He's like <laughs> third best power four right now. So he's been doing pretty good. I don't know. I just, I mean, I think any change for the Knicks has, has to be a good change at this point because nothing has worked. So, I mean, of course, we all, everyone knows the owner is the, the problem. There's no reason to talk about that because it's a worldwide known fact at this point that James Dolan should not be the owner for the New York Knicks. But you know what's crazy, though? If you, I mean, everybody says a lot of stuff about James Dolan and his problem and everything. But if he was able to find one good GM and president to be able to change the organization around, nobody, everybody would stop talking about James Dolan. Yeah, like you said, Daryl Moore, that'd be great. But they've already had Dan Tony. He's like Dan Tony's boy. He probably wouldn't bring Dan Tony with him. And you know, the Antonio coached Melo, and that wasn't that wasn't the best when they were in New York together. So Antonio's not coming back to New York. But the Knicks just need change. Um, I just feel so bad for R.J. Barrett, Dennis Smith, Frank Nettikina, oh, Kevin so Knox. What are the young players that have potential on that team that just are gonna die because their career is over? Like that's I mean Nettikina, that was a reach. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you probably shouldn't draft it down, but you didn't draft him over Dennis, who you still have now. So you have both of them. They both suck. <laughs> so no matter who you drafted, they both are not going to be good with the Knicks. And then R.J. Barry, I haven't heard anything about you this season. Not nothing. Zion came back and took all the spotlight. Him, it's just him and Ja, him and Ja. You don't hear anything. Also, and that's the wild. Kendrick Nunn's getting more buzz than. And you know it's crazy because R.J. Barry came into the league. You know he was generated some spotlight. It was it was okay. He ain't heard about him ever again. Jaw took all of it. Jaw took all of it, all the spotlight. In Memphis, you got a small market team. Oh, uh, Memphis is the NBA's brand. Freaking John Morant over you R.J. Have, Barrett in New York. York, Madison Square Garden, the mecca, and John Morant in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, is getting more press than you are in New York. Like. Yes. Yeah, then Dion just came and just started destroying oh, everything. Boom. That was it. That was that that's, was that was it. Face the NBA. This boy. That was facing the. <laughs> I really watched every game he's played so far just to see what's gonna happen. Yeah. So he, he had like twenty one last night, like eleven exactly. shots. Everybody forgot about RJ now. Yeah. And so RJ RJ's playing for New York, the New York, New York the City. Mecca that mecca, mecca of basketball. It's a shame. One of the top they, markets they, in the world. And their season tickets are still outrageously high. It's not, it's not like the price is going down. I'm gonna go to the next game. No, they're still high because it's still in New York and inflation. But anyway, I mean, I think, like you said, New York, I want to say they need to stack draft picks, but they can't draft. So at this point, I might just, they, they almost had D-Lo. That would have been good just to say, effort. we're just going to get players with picks at this point. We can't draft. You need to start going to get players. I wouldn't give up my first-round pick 
maybe I might give up a future first or a couple of seconds. But you need to start just getting people that can play. Let's Julius Randles and let's think about this though. Dolan is trying to have a player agent centric front office now. So he thinks <laughs> with having Leon Rose, he can attract those players that Leon Rose was agents for. That's a damn shame. Devin Booker come over here. You know, Carly Towns come over here. There are other people away. come over here, you know what I'm saying? They're not. They're not going to no come. No one's going to the Knicks. I'm That's why the point is you find a GM <laughs> who's going to be able to find these players in a draft. In draft. And then you get a player. And find a coach who's going to develop these players. Yes. But it's whatever. You that know. was our problem with the Knicks. They don't have a, uh, a developmental coach. No one has development. Only person was KP. That's it. And he's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. You traded him. He traded him. What did you trade him for? It was like a first. It was like a trade. Smith Jr. <laughs> and he also gave up Tim Hardaway, who you thought was a cap casualty. He's he's playing amazing in Dallas. Like he's he <laughs> he's played, scoring, he's playing good. Played good in New York. He never wanted to leave New York. Yeah, but you throw you throw him away because of the cap. Even though you have the one of the richest owners in basketball, and you get revenue. But anyway, I yeah, mean, you know, yeah, that was our our last topic on the beautiful New York Knicks. So, you know, thank you all for listening to our podcast. Again, you can follow me on Instagram at bigbands.ron, and the bands has a Z instead of an S at the end. And that's, again, that's dot Ron. Um, and I'll, you can follow me on Instagram at callme underscore Malcolm. Uh, just keep on commenting. Uh, show your likes, share. Yes, definitely. Uh, we appreciate it. Tag us on Instagram. Uh, I appreciate everybody who's hitting me up, though, saying that they love the podcast. It's crazy. People from, like, Kansas and stuff like that have been watching. So it's just like. Yeah, it's motivation, motivation. It's motivation, motivation. I appreciate it. So I appreciate everybody, though. So. Yep. Yeah. But then we see you all next week. All right. All right. See y'all.